Welcome, this is Josh Rees with Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. For more information about our church, please visit our website, milehighchurch.org. A Bible class was happening, and the kids were studying the chapter on Corinthians about love. And this little boy raised his hand to quote the final line of that chapter. And he said, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest disease of them all is love. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if that's not true, actually. Especially when we start to approach things like Valentine's Day Love is uh, so so organic and natural to the soul and to the essence of who we are. And finding a love uh, in relationship is a wonderful, beautiful thing. And sometimes with Valentine's Day and Hallmark and the commercialism of it, it can feel a little diseasy, like it's not the greatest thing in the world. And if you're in love, maybe it's fantastic, but you might feel a little pressure to, to do all these things that are expected on Valentine's Day. And if you're not in love, but you wish you were, it can be kind of lonely or you kind of feel like you're watching everybody else have a party that you weren't invited to. And I think the only people who are real happy are those of you who aren't in love and you're happy to not be in love, right? Like, whoa, (laughs) very good. So I really wanted to take a look today on this Sunday before Valentine's at uh, an experience and an expression and an exploration of love that could be all-inclusive and transcendent some degree from the disease or the challenges that might be facing us for Valentine's Day. Lily Tomlin famously said, if love is the answer, could you rephrase the question? (laughs) So I'd like to rephrase the question a little bit today. So my title is, Will I Be My Own Valentine? It's an opportunity for us, no matter what our relationship status is, to deepen ourselves into the divine love that lives as us. And my theory, my whole theory with this is that if and when we are willing to do this, then whatever occurs in terms of our romantic life becomes the icing on the cake, becomes, wow, isn't this lovely? But as long as I've got that establishment of my own inner core sense of divine love as me expressing itself, then no matter where I go, what I do, whom I'm with, I'm set, I'm connected, I am experiencing love. Now in this experiment, I put out a post on my Facebook page this past week, saying I'm going to talk about self-love and the wonderful opportunity to love and honor ourselves, love, self-love, and people responded. I had about 390 responses from people about what it is that they do to express and experience that divine love of self. And I got everything from doing kind things for myself, taking care of myself, um, special tasks that I might do, special meals, hot baths, taking myself out on an adventure, to a concert, to music. I got all of those kinds of things also. I've got uh, a lot about... Um, uh, saying no (laughs) 
stop, either stopping doing something or how no is a complete sentence or having good boundaries for myself, which reminded me of the great quote from Brené Brown who said, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others, which was a good one. And I, I saw some that were really good for Valentine's Day right now. People talking about sending themselves a Valentine, buying themselves flowers, um, waking up each morning and going through an appreciation of themselves, loving their body, loving who they are, just expressing gratitude and love for themselves. All of these are fantastic, and they're great activities, and they arise out of a state that I want to invite us into. How do we get into that state of being where we honor and respect ourselves no matter what? So I have a few things I'd like to add to the list of those who, who posted on my Facebook. The first one I would like to add is loving ourselves enough to evolve, Loving ourselves enough to evolve, to grow, uh, to actually do our personal growth. I talk a lot about this because I think it's so important. We were fortunate to have uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements, and his sons here with us a few years ago for a workshop. And one of his sons, Don Jose Ruiz, says very beautifully, healing also means taking a look at the role you play in your own suffering taking a look at the role we play in our own suffering. For me, that means that as I grow personally beyond my stories of suffering and my experiences of suffering, and I process it, and I let go of resentments, and I forgive, and I sur surrender the pain of that experience, I return myself to myself as the truth of who I am at the core of me. I came into this life, we all came into this life a divine expression of spirit and we've had experiences in life and relationships and activities that have hurt our hearts that have caused us pain that have felt sometimes betraying or or hurtful to us and we've all had that and a huge part of self-love is being willing to acknowledge this look at what we can do what's our part to let go of it and move beyond it and get past it. Because what happens to us, I sometimes imagine life like our view of our life, like the aperture of a camera. And that if I have not processed and let go of all that pain, then how I see myself in the world is through a much smaller lens. The aperture can be turned way down so that all I see is about this much of life. And through that small hole of viewpoint, I see a lot of stuff going wrong. I look at myself in the mirror that way. I look at people that way. It's a narrow viewpoint. It's a viewpoint that has at its core pain and suffering and that sense of I am small and incapable. But when I start to have the spiritual courage to let it go, to forgive, to release resentments, and I might need help and support to do that, the aperture on my perception begins to widen and I begin to see myself and all others with a wider view. And in that wider view is greater compassion, understanding, and acceptance. 
It's a returning to the truth of who I am at the core. And that is a huge part of what we're all seeking to do. And when I grow and evolve like this, who I become in all of my relationships and how I behave in the world is completely different. In other words, if we look out at the world at the people who do things to harm others or even at the people who've harmed us, I suspect that we could guess that they were not in a very self-loving moment when they made that choice. They were probably acting out of their own inner pain and turmoil to have made the choice to hurt another. And so the more of us who have the courage to expand that viewpoint and grow and evolve, the more we contribute to the healing of our planet. It's a hard thing to do. It's a courageous thing to do. I saw, oh, thank you. I agree with you. It's a, it's a powerful thing. But when we do this, we return ourselves to the happy, holy me. David Holstrom, who's described as a tough-minded reporter, says that he was watching a show on Boston television one day, and a female reporter was interviewing another woman. And this woman had described how she had been raised in a family where she had been abused by her mother and her father in every conceivable way, that she had suffered greatly. And David writes, her face, slightly boyish and dusted with freckles, filled the television screen. Although she admitted that she still carried scars and sometimes struggled with terrible memories, she said her triumph in life was evidenced in a successful 11-year marriage with a good man, along with her ability to hold a responsible professional job. And when the female reporter asked why she thought she'd not only survived but had triumphed over this life of abuse, This girl said, I had more love than they had hate. Yeah. He says, she said it just that way. Direct, firm, chin tilted up just a little. I had more love than they had hate. So I say to us today... There's a chance for us to continue our evolutionary journey as we reflect back on our life, even if it was yesterday or years ago. Am I willing to let express through me more love than someone else might have been able to have in a moment for me and let go and forgive and move forward in my life? That that kind of evolution is self-love. That kind of intention is loving and respecting myself. I'm also inviting us to consider having enough love for ourselves then to express uniquely, to be the unique self that we are. I know growing up in my moments of insecurity and obsession with wanting to fit in, I just wanted to be normal. I wanted to be as normal as possible. And uh, one of our members at the first service, Roger Halloway, reminded me that normal is the setting on a dryer. (laughs) I thought that was very good. Thank you, Roger, for that. Often our search for our sense of self is, how normal can I be? I just want to fit in. I just want to be like everyone else. 
And it's such a conundrum because the truth of who we are at every level from a spiritual level to literally the DNA of our bodies is that we were meant to be unique, each one of us. We did not come here to be normal, to be like everybody else. We came here and the, the energy and presence that created all that is didn't create us and say, go forth to the earth and be the normal. <laughs> right? That's not in any, it's not even in the Bible, gosh, for, for gosh sakes. It, it's more like go forth to the earth and express thyself as your unique self. The only way that you uniquely can be you, can express who you are, the creativity, the light, the shine, the joy. And we know this at some degree, this conflict exists, exists within us where we, we use our perception that we're not normal, that we're not right to demean ourselves and to chunk away at our sense of self-worth when all the while something in us spiritually understands the unique way that we've come here to be. And if we look at the stories that we, we cling to in our culture, uh, the, the movies and television and, and books and musicals, for gosh sake, musicals. I know practically every song and every musical that exists. And they're all this arch of a person or a group of people is normal, but some of them want to be unique and in their desire to be unique, they break forth, which creates all this drama and conflict and problems for the family or people around them. And then finally they come around and this person then goes forth and the happy ending is almost always them breaking with tradition and being their unique self. And then you and I walk around going, I just want to be normal. (laughs) We don't even know what normal is, do we? We can't even quite define. We have family structures, cultural systems, and mores that, that cause us to try to define it and then project it all over each other. But the truth is, we're meant to be unique. One pocket of our culture that has touched me so deeply and profoundly as I grappled with this is that I have watched uh, my beloveds in the LGBTQ community be so courageous to stand out and choose voraciously to be their unique selves. I found this quote recently by that famous person, Anonymous, who said, um, you absolutely have to become okay with not being liked. No matter how loving or kind you are, you will never people please your way into collective acceptance. You could be a whole ray of sunshine And people will hate you because they're used to rain. Be okay with shining regardless. Be okay with shining regardless. One thing that I love to do that I'm so happy and proud we get to do is that Reverend Carol Wilkie and I and a whole group of our mile hires uh, prior to the pandemic uh, have been privileged to march in the Pride Parade every year. And we go down and uh, Mile High Church has a place in the Pride Parade. And we go and we take a banner and we take a car that's a convertible car. And Reverend Carol and I, one of the fun things is we get to sit on the car and wave at everyone like queens, which is, which is, which is a lot of fun. But we go through the parade route and people are 
just being themselves, really out there being themselves, wearing whatever they don't want to wear or do want to wear, just flashy, fun, and some are just fairly normal like us, whatever normal is, wearing t-shirts and jeans. Some of us are wearing, you know, I wear a purple or a rainbow wig a lot of the times and just have a great time. So it's just all sorts of self-expression, unique expression. And when I'm in it, I can look at it and go, I would never put that on. That would not work for me. But God love you. Have a great time. Right? But one of my most favorite moments of all in the pride parade is we're going down, I think it's race, and we're heading north on race, and there's this moment where the parade route turns on to Colfax. And we're all the way there on Colfax being able to see to the west. And as I look to the west, all I see are people crowding the parade route to be there for the parade, cheering and happy and joyous at unique self-expression. And then I'm seeing the capital for our state, and I'm seeing the, the beautiful cathedral across from the capital, and I'm seeing the mountains. And in that moment, I have a moment of, this is how it should be. All of us celebrating the unique expression that we are. Standing in that, being that, allowing that, cheering that on, because this is the true nature of us and of God. And it's a moment of awakening for me, where I feel the, the holiness of it. In the coming of the cosmic Christ, author Matthew Fox says, one must let go of internalized oppression. And dare to see oneself again as an image of God, as an original blessing, as a co-creator with divinity. Self-love is a rare and radical kind of love because it requires a trust of our right to be here and of the universe's love of us. That's what we're about. Loving ourselves enough to express. And I think that the other thing we can do, the next thing we can do after all that as we continue to evolve and express is loving ourselves enough to love, to allow ourselves to shine that light that we are towards other people, to be a loving expression of the uniqueness that we are. All this focus on self-love may seem selfish. Some criticize it as selfish. But I say again that the ones of us who will show up and stand in the worth and the light that we are will be the ones to shine that light into the collective, into the life we lead. We will be the way showers for our friends and our family. We will be the way showers for humanity to rise forth into that divine love that's based in the knowingness that we are spirit in expression and we choose to be it and shine it and our eyes and our hearts open up to allow that love to, to warm the presence of every condition, conversation, and situation in which we find ourselves. We do nothing by shrinking. 
Marianne Williamson wrote that famous quote about, about we, don't do, we don't do ourselves any good by playing small and we're afraid to step out into the light and yet stepping out into the light and being that light is what we're called to do because every day we're faced with conditions in the world, conditions in our life, situations in our relationships where the question becomes, will we remain open-hearted or will we shut down? And to those of us who will remain open-hearted and allow that love to flood through us and allow ourselves to approach the conditions, the people, the conversations from that place of love, we'll find solutions and we'll find a forward progress as humanity that we've been yearning for and seeking But each one of us has a part to play in that. Marianne Williamson also says to us, think of yourself as God's personal representative today on earth only to beam love to everyone you see or even think about. She says miracles will happen. So when we choose this kind of powerful love, choose it over and over and over again, We then become our own valentine. We become a a place where that love lives itself out magnificently. It takes commitment. It takes commitment. And indeed today, uh, I could have us do a a vow of love if we're in a romantic relationship to our beloved. Today, however, I'm inviting us to make a commitment to ourselves, to love ourselves enough to make a commitment. Now, years ago, I admit, here at Mile High Church, there was a woman that I knew who made a big deal out of having a ceremony up in the mountains where she intended to marry herself. And I giggled like you guys did. And then she asked me to be there and be part of it. She wanted me to stand on a rock and sing, to God be the glory. And I was, I was like, no, no, I can't do that. That's just kind of weird. She had a a best lady, and she had rice to throw at the ceremony, and cake. She was going to feed her. It was just, it was very, I, I was like, no. But today, I stand here, regardless of that experience, suggesting that the most powerful thing we could do for ourselves this Valentine's Day is make a commitment and vow to ourselves. To love ourselves. Yes. And we want to help that happen. So we want everyone this Valentine's Day to get a Valentine. So as you leave today, our ushers have one of these Valentine's Day cards that says Happy Valentine's Day from Mile High Church. But on the back of it, it also has a quote about love from our founder, Ernest Holmes, and it has an affirmation. And today, tomorrow, the week ahead, we're inviting you to use this affirmation as a place of self-love, to treat yourself like your valentine, to treat yourself with great love and, and appreciation and joy, and to send that love to any and all whom you choose to do so. 
but to be your own Valentine. And we're going to do just as our closing prayer, a little ceremony with this. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to invite us to repeat this affirmation a couple of times. Practitioners, I'm going to invite you to stay seated today for our prayer. We usually have you stand, but I would like to invite you to participate fully in this with us. And at home, if you're wherever you are, if you can take a moment to, if you're driving, don't do this, of course, but take a moment to just get quiet and place our hand on our heart if we'd like, or both hands, and we just take a deep breath. And as we go within, we choose love today. Choose this day whom you shall serve. And today, I accept and affirm that we who are here today choose to serve love. We choose to be an opening for divine love. We choose to become willing and able and intentional to grow and evolve, to express ourselves with great love and joy, to stand in the midst of our life and be willing to shine that love out through us into all our relations and activities. We choose to accept divine love. And so I invite us today to take a vow that we speak aloud, allowing us to feel the reverberation of these words in our body and in our energy, claiming these truths. And so please repeat after me. The essence of me is divine love. I embrace this. I am this. I express this. And this vow becomes implanted in our heart this day as we move forward. A vow that allows us to surrender any habits of criticalness or any mind chatter about being unworthy. To surrender any activities that we might have been about that are not the most loving and kind to ourselves. And instead, to feel ourselves as we say these words and feel them having their way in us, walking forward from this place, choosing habits of loving thoughts towards ourselves, loving action, loving energy, a nurturing that we give to us. For the truth is, of all the love relationships we shall have in our lifetime, the relationship with ourself is the one we will have every single day, no matter what. It's one that deserves nurturing. It's one that is born out of the divine nature of our very being. We choose it. We choose to love ourselves. And in the spirit of this love, I invite us now to bring to mind someone we choose to extend this love to And to imagine standing in front of them now, seeing their face in front of us. Maybe it's our lover, our partner, our spouse, or a friend, or a sibling, or someone in our family, or someone in the world we've had challenge with. But we stand in front of them and see them in front of us. And we vow to love ourselves so fiercely that we show up in that relationship as a place of loving safety. And once again, I invite us to repeat, 
The essence of me is divine love. I embrace this. I am this. I express this. And this truth now, born in us and as us, is birthed into the field of energy and into our life. We go forth and live in love as love this day and every day. And I am so grateful for the love that is unleashed through us and as us now. I release this prayer to the action of that law that makes it so, so good. Thank you, life. And so it is. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.